In view of the 2020 election results, does our nation have any hope or is it doomed? And what are Christians to do as they watch their beloved nation secularized and paganized? Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My colleague Nathan and I have a very special guest with us in the studio today. He is Don McGee. Don is from Amite, Louisiana, located near Baton Rouge. Don is an outstanding expert in Bible prophecy. He has written extensively on the subject and has spoken at churches and conferences all across America. And he speaks with a passion that has resulted in folks referring to him as the Raging Cajun. Welcome to Christ in Prophecy. <laughs> it's so good to be back. Uh, it's just really good. Good when to see everyone. When you say be back, I think that's amazing because if you go to our website, ChristinProphecy.org, we have so many episodes of Don McGee from the early years of this show in the archives, especially the days when you. Oh, he always wore his glasses down yeah. like that. Could you, know? you do that one more time, Don, <laughs> for folks? There you go. Now they recognize you. Now they recognize you. Well, brother, you have been a captain in the military. You've been a police officer. You've been a pastor. You've been an evangelist. I think you have so much variety of experience that you can then tell us about what you think about the last 2020 election. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a combination of things, Nathan. I think that there was a vote of fraud without question on that. Uh, when people asked to see the evidence, it was presented. And yet, and that leads me to the second part, the evidence was denied. Every time we, uh, we presented something, uh, they would simply say, no, that didn't happen, even though there were eyewitnesses and there were affidavits sworn out and things like that. I think that this tells us, emphasizes the direction our country is going. So then we have a leadership in this country that no longer looks to the people to make the decisions for politics anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that has been the case for decades. Yes. Well, uh, elaborate on what you say, the direction in which the country is going. What do you mean by that? There must be a standard for everything. If you want to uh, know how fast you're going, there is a standard. It's called a speedometer. There is a standard for living. And that standard was given to us by God who made us. And when that standard is rejected, then the only way for the human race to go is down. By standard, are you talking about Judeo-Christian principles? Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, we know from the Bible that no person is put in power except that God puts them in power. Every person who is in power in the world has been put there by God. Joe Biden was put in his position by God. Do you consider this to be a judgment of God upon this nation? Yes, I do. I certainly do. And the reason I consider it a judgment is because Mr. Biden has told us what he believes about values that are important to the American people and specifically to Christians. Well, what about people that say, well, he's a good Catholic and therefore he's going to have <laughs> Judeo-Christian values. What has he shown in the, what, 47 years he's been in office that would indicate that he's a judgment on America? Uh, I don't think that Mr. Biden is... Uh, 
is has very many religious scruples. Uh, I, you can be a Catholic and and uh, and name only. Uh, so Mr. Biden has demonstrated in in through the years of his support for issues that we stand, we as Christians stand against, that uh, he's going to take us down. He has taken us, he's going to take us farther than we are right now. Well, it's interesting when you look at his cabinet, and his cabinet is filled with people that pretty much hate God, hate conservatives, hate Christianity. Uh, some of his views are anti- Very much a part of the, of the uh, sexual perversion movement. Sexual, yeah, he's very much, he's trying to mix, he's got a, now a transvestite in his health services. Uh, he seems very interested in promoting things not of the Bible, while at the same time he says he's a Christian, almost like that verse about having the form of godliness but denying its power. Uh, I was reading a conservative writer the other day, and he said that uh, Mr. Biden is choosing moderates for his cabinet. <laughs> and I thought to myself, if a conservative feels this way, uh, someone who actually has claimed to be a God-fearing person, if they cannot see this, then something is wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned that uh, he claims to be a good Catholic, and he does claim that. He is not a good Catholic. How can you be a good Catholic and mm -hmm. support abortion That's right. when the Catholic Church is adamantly opposed to abortion? In fact, he has actually been denied communion at some Catholic churches because of his position. What kind of bills then do you think that President Biden is going to release oh. that would be anti-Christian and anti-conservative? Uh, he is going to make it so easy for everyone to be on the public dole that it, this, this will be unprecedented in the giveaway programs. You can look for that. That's what called that's, buying votes. It, it, exactly what it's called. It's called voter fraud. What about it, the Second Amendment? He's against it. He's against it. He's going to do everything he can to get around it. Uh, what about Christian, uh, the fr free exercise of religion? Well, that's, that, you emphasized the correct word there, I believe, Dave. People think the Constitution gives us freedom of religion, and it does not. What it does is it guarantees that we have the freedom to practice our religion. Yeah. In that regard, Obama always referred to that uh, First Amendment as the freedom of worship. And people didn't understand the subtle difference in that. Freedom of worship means you can do whatever you want to in your church building, but not outside that church building. That's right. Don't take the, your faith public. What the amendment says, free exercise That's of religion. Right. That's and right. so, during this COVID situation, for example, uh, you had governors closing down churches and saying, well, I have a right to do that because I closed down a movie theater and a casino so that I can close down the church. The First Amendment guarantees free exercise of religion. It doesn't guarantee free exercise of entertainment. That's right. That's right. You can't, you can't, uh, that, you can't compare a church to a casino or a movie theater. Since when does a pandemic negate a, a right that is guaranteed to us in, in the Bill of Rights, the First Ten Amendments? Uh -huh. Well, that you see Americans so pro uh, pandemic closures. It seems like half the country wants to be masked up. They're living in fear. It seems we've lost the bravery in this country. Uh, but it seems like it's decided that the church isn't relevant anymore. Do you think that our culture now is post-Christian? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything having to do with moral scruples, religious convictions, anything like that, that's out the window. That's gone. In fact, I have noticed that some of the major conservative spokesmen in America uh, very well-known names. They're conservative only when it comes to fiscal matters, to finances, to the balance of the budget. But when it comes to moral matters, no, they're not conservative at all. 
It's simply because people don't want God in their lives. I want to live, they want to live their lives the way they want to live. Well, that brings me to the next question. That question is, in my lifetime I've seen America change. When I was a kid, you know, everything was closed on Sunday. Uh, people respected uh, the day of the Lord. Uh, people went to church. Uh, it was a whole different society. Now, we have moved toward paganism and secularism. What would you say is the key thing that has moved us in that direction? Why have we gone in Lack that of the standard. Rejection of the standard. Rejection of the Word of God. Exactly. Yeah. People, people, people hate God. They hate the Bible. And they hate God's people. They don't want anybody telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want a God who says, you, you got to do this, but you shouldn't do that. Yeah, but they're going to impose their, their convictions upon you. You know, um, I wrote a book about uh, God's prophetic voices to America, and one of them was Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who mm-hmm. came and lived in this country. And when he went to Harvard University, they expected him to attack communism. Instead, he attacked the United States and said, You are on the same road that led to what happened in Russia because you have forgotten about God. God. Mm-hmm. And That's people, right. they, he was booed. People, you know, the intellectuals there at Harvard, they couldn't believe it. You have forgotten about God. And I find that over and over in the Scriptures. You've forgotten about God. You've forgotten about God. Look what, look what God did to Israel and to Judah. Yes. For the same thing that we're doing today in this Absolutely. country. Absolutely. Now, if he, will, if he will send His own people into captivity, destroying many of them, what do you think He'll do to a nation that has uh, judicially put His stamp of approval on every kind of uh, I'm glad you raised that point because I have uh, I've taught, taught taught that for many years that uh, we're the direction we're going God's going to pour out His wrath upon this nation and I find even Christians say oh no I think they think He sits on the throne draped in an American flag He would never touch us well listen when Jeremiah was talking to the people of Judah and telling them that God was going to pour out His wrath they they had one response the temple the temple the temple mm-hmm. in other words. God's Shekinah glory lives there. He would never allow anybody to touch that temple, and yet He did. That's right. Uh, We're not immune from the wrath of God. No, not at all. Um, to think that God, in some kind of way, uh, has a special wink for this country? <laughs> or, yes, yeah. for the U.S. That's God, delusional. That's, God never that's wings delusional thinking for a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are we replacing it? We, we're, it looks like we're taking our Judeo-Christian values and replacing it with humanism. And we're taking our economic capitalistic economic system and replacing it with uh, socialism. And it's interesting that when President Trump in his 2020 State of the Union address promised this country would never be a socialist country. And yet now that we've got the Biden administration, we've got some of the strongest people like Bernie Sanders and AOC whispering in his ear, do you believe this country is good at putting itself under judgment by accepting socialism? Will we become a socialist country? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I believe that. Okay. The lure of free stuff is too great. It's the public dole. Why should a person work yeah. to earn a living when the government might, be, might provide them a little lesser income, yet they don't have to do anything? Well, that was one of the platforms that President Biden ran on was that we would have a universal income. Yeah, well. Free education, free health service, free this, guaranteed annual income. It sounds so great, and people don't understand it's going to put an enormous tax burden on them. Because people are not taught civics anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They don't know the how public government universities, works. They are completely brainwashed. They have no idea how government works. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. They believe that, that government is just uh, this big Santa Claus out there. The big Santa that Claus, can, that's right. That can do anything that it wishes with the electorate. Uh, by that, I mean uh, paying them, giving them money. So that's where we're going. We, we're headed there. Well, didn't one of our founding fathers actually say that a republic dies when the people can realize they can vote the money out of the coffers? And yeah. it seems like yeah. by well, the that's trillions... that's why they didn't uh, 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 create a, a pure democracy, because that's they right. knew it always turns into mobocracy and people buying votes. Instead, it was a representative type of government. In fact, in the original government, the only people that people could vote, only people that, that could be voted on directly in the national government were the members of the House of Representatives. Senators were appointed by the state legislature, president elected by an electoral college. Consider this. How many people... If you ask them what kind of government do we have, would say we have a democracy. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah. They just don't. Well, understand. folks, uh, many Christian leaders keep talking about a great spiritual revival that they think is going to take place in our nation, and we are going to break for an announcement. And when we come back, we're going to ask Don to respond to that idea. I'd like to take a moment to invite you to consider becoming one of the prophecy partners of this ministry. Our prophecy partners are a team of special supporters who lift us up in prayer on a regular basis and who supply us with the funds that make it possible for us to broadcast our television program. To become a prophecy partner, all you have to do is make a commitment to pray for us regularly and supply us with a donation of $25 a month or more, less than a dollar a day. In return, Dr. Reagan will send you a monthly insider letter informing you about the ministry's opportunities, challenges, and prayer needs. With that letter, you will receive a gift each month, like a printed copy of our bi-monthly magazine, a video teaching or booklet about some aspect of Bible prophecy, and each November, a copy of our annual Holy Land calendar for the next year. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, we hope that you will seriously consider returning that blessing Paying it forward by becoming one of our very valued Prophecy Partners. Thank you, and God bless you. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy, an interview with Don McGee about our nation's future. Don, there's a lot of prophecy teachers out there projecting, prophesying even, that the United States is going to face this big end-time revival. What are your thoughts on that? Are they you know right? where we are? You, you, you won't really want me to tell you what I think? I do, man. Please, <laughs> share. Ezekiel recorded the words that God said regarding His people. Even if Noah and Daniel and Job Three were most there, righteous men ever lived. If they were there, still I would, I would punish them. So you he even, told, he even told Jeremiah and Ezekiel, stop praying for the nation. Yes, he did. He yeah. sure did. Don't, don't pray for these There is a point people. of yeah. no return. It's called it, where the wound becomes incurable. That's right. And we like it. As a nation, we like it. You know, uh, people keep saying, well, uh, there have been great revivals in the past over and over when we grew cold in the Lord, and there have been. But we are not cold in the Lord. We are in rebellion against the Lord. There's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, give me an atheist to be around rather than someone who is in rebellion against God. Yes, yes. I agree, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, the other thing I would point out is that there is not a single verse in the Bible that talks about an end time revival. Instead it talks about exactly the opposite. The church becoming full of apostasy, heresy, doctrines of demons, people wanting to have their ears tickled. Look at what he, uh, Paul told Timothy. 
his, his swan song, his last letter in, um, in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, he said, things are going to be bad in the last days. <laughs> and if these are not the last days, then pray tell, what are we living in? Well, folks, uh, a new book has been published. Uh, we'll tell you more about it at the end of the program. Uh, the book is called Lawless. And this is one of the books by Terry James who serves as an editor. He, he is a blind man who puts out these books. And we've had him on our program for those of you who are regular viewers. This is the latest one he's put out and the best one he's ever put out. It's called The End Time War Against the Spirit of the Antichrist. Nathan and I both wrote chapters in it and so did Don. And Don, let's, let's just talk about your chapter for a moment. Uh, you uh, gave it a, a sort of unusual name. <laughs> Satan's Extermination Stormtroopers. Well, that's actually, a powerful title. Yeah, well, actually, well, what Terry, the world are you Terry talking about there, that. brother? <laughs> yeah, Terry comes up with them. Um, Terry wanted me to write about the influence of wickedness in American society. And uh, that's kind of basically what I did. Um, we address sin, what is really sin. and People uh, we, don't talk about that anymore. No, can't do that. No, no, no. Shortcomings, you know, or, or mistakes, or something like that. Bad judgment. Bad judgment, <laughs> yeah. It's not sin anymore. Also, we uh, talked about globalism uh, in the chapter, and um, uh, I Hope it's a blessing to to those who. Uh, well, who are these stormtroopers you're talking about? Stormtroopers, uh, that's a misunderstood word. <laughs> yeah, you think of Star Wars, right? They're yeah. clad in white. Yeah, or red long before they're... there was Star Wars, uh, yeah. there were stormtroopers. Uh, people believe that a stormtrooper is uh, is a member of the uh, uh, Wehrmacht, the uh, Panzer divisions of World War II, and they just storm across a, a battle area. That is not what a stormtrooper is. A stormtrooper is very subtle. They're highly trained, unconventional warriors, and they can go through perimeters and into areas before you know it and uh, wreak havoc. It's not a massive assault. That that comes later in a battle uh, with infantry and artillery units. So, who are the stormtroopers today? Well, we've got a lot of people out there <laughs> who are stormtroopers. They have wormed their ways into our, not just our society, but our hearts, the way we think. American people listen to um, uh, people who signed the uh, uh, Humanist Manifesto in, in, in education. Uh, they listen to those people. Those are stormtroopers. They don't, uh, they don't stand up and scream and holler, but they have their influence uh, with their quiet, low-profile uh, personalities. Yes. Those are stormtroopers. I yes. found it interesting when you, because being a Vietnam vet, you talked about sappers. I hadn't heard about those before. It totally changed my view of what stormtroopers were, because again, I pictured large armies defeating people in mass. But you're taking, talking about like in the Viet Cong, they're almost like spies. They sneak in, they they wheedle their way in, and then, then they allow the floodgates to open. And you're saying then we have globalist sappers all over America and the world pushing us towards globalism. But then you say God is not a globalist. Why? What was the reason for saying that? Oh, that's, that's great. Uh, God is not a glo globalist because God loves variety. And the reason he does is because variety in the human race, uh, people with different color, of different languages, of uh, all, all sorts of differences, those things bring glory to God. The whole creation looks at the diversity of creation and they think, wow, 
What a God made this. And also throughout all of history whenever man has tried to cut, get, do away with nation states and, and bring everyone together into one global unity like at the Tower of Babel. It's always been for the glory of man and not the glory of God. Think about, think about people who finance these things. Like uh, there was a, there is a billionaire that financed a lot of the, uh, uh, the elections that went on uh, several months ago. Those people are the stormtroopers that come in. They're never seen. They're never heard of. Most people wouldn't even know, uh, know them. And yet they've channeled money and power and influence into uh, uh, efforts that uh, could be electoral, it could be educational, uh, it could be financial. They have their influence in those areas. You know, I think the most effective stormtroopers are in the field of education. If you can get control of the educational institutions, you can get control of the nation. And that is what has happened. All of our public universities are dominated today by socialists, uh, by people who are teaching anything but Judeo-Christian values. But even in, in preschool, kindergarten, first grade in states like California, they're teaching things like uh, homosexuality is normal, same-sex marriage is normal, transgenderism is normal. and and. These kids grow up believing that. We should not be surprised about that. John Dewey yep. is called the father of, of American edu education. He was a, an original signer of the first Humanist Manifesto. Right, right. People who think like that indoctrinate teachers. Yeah, and he didn't believe it really in teaching uh, fundamental facts and, and things about it, but it was social experiences and how you feel and things like that. It was more about how you feel than how you act. Yeah. And that's the problem that we have in this country. A complete rejection of uh, a belief in moral values that are absolute. That's right. And it's fascinating too because you wrote about the Georgia Guidestones and if there's anything that exposes what the humanists really believe is the Georgia Guidestones. Maintaining humanity under half a billion people. Uh, fitness and diversity. We hear that word diversity all the time. Uniting humanity with a new language. Uh, it goes on and on building towards a globalist system which God is against. I discovered those back in the 80s and went to see them. Oh, okay. I went out there, photographed them and saw them. I wrote an article about it, about how ungodly it was. And I actually got a letter from a fellow in Houston, Texas who claimed to be the one who financed the entire thing. He wouldn't tell his identity. But he, and he said, I don't see how in the world you can claim that that is uh, something wrong. He said, I happen to be a faithful Christian. Ooh. We're confused about Christianity. Oh, yes. We're confused about Christ. There's people out there all over our nation call themselves Christians who believe demonic things. Yes, yes, and they believe socialist things. In fact, I, one of the things that they're uh, one of the major things that they're pushing right now is many roads to God. I mean, all the major denominations seem to be on that road. Well, it's intolerant to talk about Jesus as the only road. You know, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Muslims have their road, the Jews have their road, the Hindus have their road. Who are we to say that we're the only road to God? Uh, we didn't. Jesus yeah. said it. Uh, the Lord said, I am the way. Yes. Uh, that's a definite article there. <laughs> well, Don, the way. Yeah. Looking at Judah and Israel, can you project the course that the United States is going, what the future is going to hold for the United States? I can't. States? Uh, At least I, in the, the moral realm. Yeah. Maybe not the political realm, yeah, but I the can, moral realm. I can tell you with absolute accuracy what it's going to be. Not because I'm saying it, but because I can read the Bible. That's right. That's right. All you have to do is read what Paul said uh, to Timothy and, and other scriptures too. We're going to see a degradation 
a further degradation of the moral fiber in this country. That, that's going to go down. Look at what's being advertised on television. People dress in advertisements where the general population, including children, watch and see these things. Look at the way they dress. Everything has, has, has to come from a, a sexual standpoint. If yes. you can get Everything the, is sexual. Eye, the eye to focus on something on that, in that commercial that is sexual in nature, then you've, that they understand that they have your attention. Yeah, they've just released recently an, an advertisement on TV by one of America's major uh, chocolate producers. <laughs> and they have a chocolate egg that the guy is holding in his mouth and another man comes up and they start pushing uh, the egg back yeah. and forth between each other. It's a homosexual's, uh, and, and they're advertising their, program, their, their product this way. But you know, it, it's just, with, with regard to education, again, it's just uh, we've lost control of the educational system. And not only that, but the sexual perversion movement now has already announced that their number one goal is to do away with homeschooling and any kind of private schooling, get everybody into the public school system so that they can propagandize them. Uh, several months ago, um, an elected re representative from New York stated we have to do something about the COVID crisis. We have got to get the kids back into the classroom because they're spending too much time, time under home. parental influence. Oh yeah, parental influence. And in fact, in, in California and some other states, they can now put these kids through all kinds of propaganda concerning sexuality and don't not even tell the parents they're doing it. Parents don't have a right to know. And yet you can't give a kid an aspirin at school without parental permission. Well, there might be no, no national hope. Obviously, the United States will be enveloped and go into the Antichrist kingdom and be against Israel as prophesied. But what about individuals? Do we have hope? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Salvation is not a national thing. It's an individual thing. It's personal. It's what you do with this man called Jesus, uh, Yeshua. Uh, yeah, the individuals make that choice. Nations don't. Well, I'm glad you made that point because there really is there's not much hope for our nation, but there sure is hope for individuals. Oh, yes. Those who put their hope in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're going to be born again. They're going to help, the Holy Spirit's going to move in and help them with their decisions and their life. And they're going to be candidates for the rapture of the church. Boy, yes. that's hope. I'd say that's Maranatha stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Maranatha, that's hope. In fact, uh, Jeffress at First Baptist Church here in Dallas always says, in the darkest of times, Jesus shines the brightest, just like those jewelers always put the jewels on a black uh, uh, cloth. Brother Don, it's so awesome to have you back. It's been good to be here. Oh, it's like a reunion. Folks, Don's been with us for many, many years. You can check us out on ChristinProphecy.org. Look up Don McGee. He has sermons, Christ and Prophecy episodes, conferences. <laughs> check out Don's material. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. I pray the Lord willing that you will be back with us again next week. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Today, chaos and turmoil inflame the world. Geopolitical and societal upheaval rips at the heart of America. Much of humanity is in a state of growing rage, while an infinitesimally small enemy, visible only under powerful microscopes, holds populations in its fear-paralyzing pandemic grip. 
Lawless, End Times War Against the Spirit of Antichrist is an intensely focused book that answers questions about what's really going on in these volatile, inexplicably strange times. People want answers, and the answers are spiritual. They all could be found in Bible prophecy. 17 writers, each steeped in spiritually attuned insights gleaned from God's prophetic word, expertly probe the issues and events of today that almost certainly point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. Contributing authors include Lamb and Lion Ministries' own Dr. David Ray, and Nathan E. Jones, hosts of the television program Christ in Prophecy. This hard-hitting paperback book, edited by author Terry James, runs 413 pages in length. Order your copy of the book, Lawless, End Times War Against the Spirit of Antichrist, for a gift of $20 or more, including the cost of shipping, by calling the number you see on the screen Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, or place your order through our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 